I am so thrilled to be chatting with the amazing Tracy Garcia. She is a celebrity hair and makeup artist who recently hit the road with the Women for Trump election tour for three months. She has worked with various clientele from celebrities, news anchors, political leaders, brides, and executives. I'm so excited to chat with her today about all of her experience. Let's say hello to Tracy Garcia. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Yes, I'm just so excited to chat with you today. And like I said, your experience, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear about all of your experience. But I admire your positive attitude so much. You have a unique background, and I can't wait to hear more about your story. So that's kind of where I wanted to get started. Will you tell us about your story and your background and what made you to decide to become a hairdresser? Well, um, as a small little girl, this is a true story, you guys. It's so funny. My mom, I would drive her absolutely crazy because all I wanted to do was her hair and makeup. 10 years old, 11, and you know, everybody's thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have blue eyeshadow, sparkles, everything. I wanted to, all I wanted to do was play hair, makeup all the time. Finally, she was like, just do it. From then on, she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So she would let me do all of her girlfriends. I played dress up all over my sister and her friends because she was six years older. But fast forward, I got out of high school. Everybody went off to do their thing. I went to Los Angeles and went to FITM, the Fashion Institute of design and merchandising and kind of got a little bit of a background of fashion, but then I wanted to do hair and makeup and all that good stuff. So came back to the DC area and I went to um, Graham Webb and got my license to do hair. And in the meantime, was working really hard, started working at the Mac counter, um, doing hair, makeup for everybody on the side. You know how that works. You just have to oh, do yeah. uh, baby steps, baby steps. But um <laughs> Fast forward to all that, and uh, we went uh, on to doing small, you know, small weddings and people just trusting me. And then I went on to um, be a trainer for Mac Cosmetics up and down the East Coast. I also wor started working at Fox News in 2000, left there in 2014, branched out on my own. Um, and in that process, met many, many, many people along the way, fabulous people that have become friends um, and clients. Yeah. Amazing. So has makeup been your focus during the career or it's also been a little bit of hair as well? Uh, both. Um, I absolutely love doing hair. If I team up with anybody um, on a large bridal party or something huge, I tend to go over to makeup only because I'm really fast at makeup. I could probably do three people in an hour and that's start to finish glam lashes the whole nine yards. Um, however, I do love editorial hair. I think it's the greatest thing. I absolutely love it. If I do any editorial, I am the hair and makeup artist. So they love that because they don't have to hire two people. Yeah, that's um, exactly. That's like a dream come true. <laughs> um, I feel like that's something everyone searches for. Um, you know, just last weekend, I had someone call my salon and go, I need a hair stylist and a makeup artist all in one to come to me on my wedding day. I'm like, that's hard to find, but I've got one for you. <laughs> it is hard to find. It's so hard to find. And I know that um, when I was hired at Fox News in 2000, DC only, not New York City, but you had to be able to do hair and makeup and that's tough. And uh, they have a particular look going on over there too. So it wasn't easy. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I'll talk a lot about your experience. Can you kind of sum up a little bit of your experience with, you know, brides, celebrities, you know, things like Fox News? Kind of tell us a little bit about what you've done so far in the industry. 
So Fox News, I did all of the anchors, all of the guests, um, hair, makeup. Uh, that's where I actually branched out. Um, I did uh, the Cheneys while they were in office for eight years. So I had a, an extremely, um, you know, an amazing amount of experience with them, traveled all over the United States, um, got to be really in the inauguration day parade. Things that you just don't see behind the scenes are so amazing. And, uh, you know, I also want to back up a little bit too, because a lot of times, and maybe we'll get to this too, people only see our Instagram and all that we're posting that's so beautiful. This stuff is hard work, ladies, right? This is hard exactly. stuff. So um, uh, Fox News, got a lot of clients from there, started branching out doing weddings. Um, I was recognized with the knot for all my weddings. Gone on to do, um, you know, a lot of referrals. I definitely had to pay my dues. So for all you listeners out there, please pay your dues. Um, yes. You, you got to work hard. Uh, the whole entitlement doesn't work for me. I always tell anybody, if you want to assist me, assist me. It's the most you'll ever learn from anybody is you must assist. But then I just got hired little by little um, baby steps, like all of us, most likely in this industry. You it just you got to work really hard. Trial and error, right? Right. There's been times where, geez, I think my first haircut on a, on a guy, I shaved the side of his head off. I kid you not, but, um, <laughs> I did. I've been there, done that. <laughs> but a lot of practice, a lot of due diligence, um, doll heads everywhere in my house, practicing on updos and all that good stuff. But, um, went on to do a lot of editorial stuff, people magazine, television. And from there, you really start to build up your clientele. So it takes time. You just have to start building up a clientele. And again, starting in a, I've, I think also starting in a salon is another huge bonus for anyone wanting to do hair and makeup because when you're getting hands-on experience from top-notch artists, that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, your experience is, I mean, first of all, you've got a lot of experience that people sometimes will never see um, in their entire career. But I love that you made sure that you said you got to pay your dues to get there. I think that's a lot of why people don't ever see those experiences is because, you know, paying the dues isn't always the most glamorous and, and fun part about this career. But can you kind of tell us, give us a little bit of advice for someone that wants to do maybe something similar to what you're doing, how can they get started in doing that? That's a great question. A lot of people just uh, think, and I'm sure you've gotten this as well. I want to be a makeup artist or I want to be a hairdresser. And there's, they kind of don't really have any other idea other than that. And I was like, well, tell me why you want to do that. Is there, is there something in your background? Did you grow up with a hairstylist? I, I didn't. So everybody, I, I, think that a lot of people think that it's just in your blood. And I do believe that creativity comes within. I think that when you go to school, um, personally, school for hair is amazing because you need to learn color and all those things. It does. You just That's chemistry for you, ladies and gentlemen. That is hard stuff right there. But makeup, <laughs> I feel like when we go to just to makeup only, and this is my personal opinion, you either got it or you don't, you can learn to do like... Um, special effects that clearly you must go to school for that. But I've, I've hired a lot of people that have had zero experience or that are most are incredible artists. Um, and they just need to start. And that's where I go back to, you have got to assist. You've got to learn the ropes. Um, uh, you've got to, um, be hands-on. I, I know for hair, 
you got to be hands on. There's so many tricks of the trade that I've learned. I'm 53 years old now and I'm still learning. It's the most amazing job to have. And it's an also an incredible job to have because look at what we're living in right now. This pandemic is crazy and people don't have jobs. Everybody wants their hair done. Everybody wants their makeup done. Now it might not be on a daily basis or, you know, yeah. every other month, but what an amazing thing to have. Well, it's, and it was my passion. My dad always used to be like, are you going to college? Are you going to college? And I was like, nope, nope, nope. I don't want to hang out at a college and do all the things. It just wasn't my thing. I knew what I wanted to do from day one. And um, I just went out and, and paved my way. I always tell everybody, don't give up. It's no different than, you know, somebody going into a dancing audition. It's one person's going to get that job. There's so many people out there that are um, getting all these great jobs and you kind of get defeated, but don't, don't get defeated. Keep pushing. Um, have, have, have a portfolio. Uh, I always tell people, take pictures of your work. A lot of people that want to work with me on my team, I'm like, send me some of your stuff. And I'm like, do you really want me to critique you? Or do you want me to just be like, oh, isn't that great? And we know deep down that, you know, they need work. So I always just say, look, I don't want to wound your spirits. I want you to keep practicing. I want you to do everything you possibly have to do to get better, better, and better. Your tools, your brushes, your, your everything that you need. Sometimes you'll, somebody will say, I'm a hairdresser and they have four brushes. Or I'm a makeup artist and there's four brushes. You know, the blending to me, it drives me crazy. I zoom in on people's pictures and I'm, and I will critique what they, they ask me to critique. It's, you've got to get out there and just pave your way. And again, assist, assist, assist. Sky's the yeah. limit. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that you, you said that. I, I also started out as an assistant and I 100% think that that has to do with my success now. Absolutely. And, you know, I, it's, it's, it's better to have someone to help you pave the way, you know, and, and how do you feel as far as this is something I always talk about, but how do you feel as far as you said, you love when people come assist you, but do you feel like it's a little bit of your, you know, duty to train the next generation in our industry? That's a tough question because I, I don't know if it's our duty, but mm -hmm. I do, I do think, Okay, I, I'm going to back up, and I hope that you don't mind me saying this, but what I, what I don't want, what I cannot stand in this business right now is the entitlement. And I have worked my tail off to get where I'm at. And I have had people go, oh, well, I'm going to um, go with someone else because they're $300 cheaper. And that sends me into orbit. You get what you pay for, people, and they always turn around and come back and go, I should have booked you. Now I want to come back, yada, yada, yada. And I tell these... Uh, Am I right? Am I? And, and again, it's, it's, it's about quality. I'd rather do amazing quality work. And again, I've worked hard to get what I've, what, what we've all done to get to where we need to be. But I've worked with people where they're like, well, I'm going to do a bride for $75. And I'm like, well, it's kind of a smack in our face to the yep. people that have worked incredibly hard. You yourself getting out there, running your own business. And we've worked our way to that. And they need to get out there and work. You, you don't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to make $750 a day, or I'm going to make $1,000 or $400, whatever your price is. You have to stick to it. And you can't, you know, undershort the ones that have gone out there and helped and paved the way for all of these talented people. But back to your other question, I don't know if I like that because I don't feel like I have to pave anybody's way because 
Um, I have a daughter that's a makeup artist and she's in Los Angeles and she had to work her you know what off. She's 25 years old. She's the assistant to one of the top most famous makeup artists in the world. If I can plug her, he's Patrick Tosh. She's in Mexico right now. She's all 25 years old. She went out to Los Angeles at 21 years old, crying all the time. He's like, mom, I'm hungry. I don't like where I live. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> because I said, babe, give yourself three years, three years. Cause you know what? That's a big, big bowl out there. And you're the tiny little fish, but yep. have, have a goal. And she set that goal. And this is what I tell everybody is set a goal. You know what? If you're going to go out to Los Angeles and that's a hard market, Los Angeles, New York, all these places, you better have a goal. And she worked five different jobs. And finally, uh, she interviewed to be Patrick Ta's assistant after with 265 other people. And she got the job. Um, wow. yeah, but that didn't, I didn't hand anything to her that I had no connections for her. She needed to work. And this is what I mean about all this handed to stuff. You got yep. you, the work ethic is, Hey, it's, it's called work, work yep. hard. And the payoff is there. Yeah, absolutely. I 1000, you answered the question exactly how I wanted you to answer the question. Oh, <laughs> I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but I was like, mm, no, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. I, you know, I've dealt with that in the past myself and just with assistants coming on and, and, you know, it's not, it's not always hard to find an assistant, but it's hard to find an assistant that, um, isn't entitled and just expects you to give them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's what I want to just make clear from, from, and, you know, a, I guess a seasoned hairdresser or as per, someone in this industry that's been there for a while you know, it's not, it's not our job to give you the opportunities and to train you. Um, but I, however, on the other side of that, I'm always so willing to be giving to those people that are willing to work. And those people that are willing to work are just, they're my people and I want to work with them. I agree. There are, those are our peeps, my friend, because you can actually see the work I affect too. Like, you know, getting up at five in the morning and assisting somebody all day and, and, you know, back at late at night, washing brushes and washing hair pieces and wigs and hair, you know, all of that. It's, it's, but that to me proves the eagerness. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Well, do you have any like certain advice that you would tell your younger self when you first got into this industry? Oh, definitely. Um, Definitely humble yourself. Uh, there's always somebody better than you. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean that in an amazing way. Like I said earlier, I'm 53 years old and I'm still learning some really cool things. There's always something that you need to learn um, and never give up. There's some things where you, 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 there's days where I'm like, huh, I did pretty good on that. And then there's days where you're kind of tired and you bang somebody out and they look amazing. And, you know, we're only human. We're going to have good days and bad days. I just feel like no one should give up. Um, Sometimes we, our little creative juices start to, you know, go in a little box and we tend to do the same thing. And that I will not allow myself to do. I will not allow myself to do the same thing. I love being creative on people. I love, um, doing different looks on people. Uh, again, I think that some people just have one, one look and they keep doing it on everybody. You can't do that. Everybody's got different hair, different eyes, different everything. So, um, I wouldn't, I, I would just say, don't give up, keep trying, practice, practice, practice. And that's what makes you successful. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. So Tracy, your most recent adventure was traveling as a hair and makeup artist on the women for Trump campaign. 
Tell me how this opportunity came about. I was out West. We decided to take a, a summer and just go out West due to the pandemic and all that stuff. And I got this phone call and it was the chief of staff for the uh, Trump campaign and said that she had heard some amazing things about me and would I be interested in going on the tour bus and Lo and behold, absolutely 100% had the best time started on August 8th and ended uh, the day before election. So I was all over the United States, up and down, uh, doing beautiful makeup on amazing ladies, um, inspiring women, hardworking women, mothers, wives. I mean, these women just were amazing. And uh, there were days where I would get up at five in the morning and some of them would come into my hotel room and get fully glammed. And then I'd you know, set all my stuff uh, back up on the bus and we'd be doing makeup all day long and touch-ups at all their stops. Some days it was, uh, you know, 100 degrees in Florida and then ended up in Wisconsin on our last stop. So it was freezing cold. But um, what an incredible experience just from start to finish. Um, I did get a little backlash from people. Uh, I lost a couple followers on it. I don't really care because clearly that's um, I'm doing my job and my job yeah. is to to uh uh, glam people and do their hair and makeup and make them feel spectacular. And so that's what I, I do. And if I've, I've lost followers and shame on you, uh, yeah. again, you're, you're probably in the same boat, you know, we're doing our job. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. I love your attitude about that. You don't care. You're just out here doing a job. And if people don't like that, then go on, <laughs> go on. And Seriously, don't need to see, don't need need you in my life or any of your derogatory comments. I've had to say like, this is my post, this is my work. And um, some people, like I, you know, we said, just have a problem. And I'm like, well, no wonder there's so much freaking hate out there. Um, I mean, <laughs> if you were a doctor, could you imagine? I am not saving you because you are to the left or to the right. Oh my god, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and what's so funny is that you know we post like beautiful hair and makeup, and so I can imagine the people that actually you know post things for I guess maybe reasons to be hated on. So you know, I. I just say we just keep posting beautiful hair and makeup. And, you know, if people don't like it, I guess they don't like beautiful hair and makeup. That's what it boils down to. <laughs> exactly. Or they'll, you know, find something to pick on. But that just to me just shows somebody's spirit isn't happy. And I don't think it has anything to do with me, myself, my work. It's it's yeah, who they absolutely. are. Absolutely. I love your outlook on that. And that's, you know, leads me to my next thing. I feel like you're such a positive light on social media. You often talk about, you know, how much you love your job and, you know, you making all the people feel beautiful, regardless of politics. How did you handle the negative comments you received? Is that, I mean, what you just said, is that how you handled it or did you respond? Um, I didn't really respond on social media. If I got a message or I, to be honest, I would just be like, okay, goodbye or they delete me and I'd be like, well, who, you know, or I might have blocked them or something because I just don't want any derogatory comments, period. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, black, white, yellow, purple, pink, don't care. Um, I just want to make my, I love to make people feel incredible. And our job is to do such that. And I feel like every person I touch is beautiful. Um, uh, whether they're, whatever color they are, whatever kind of hair they are, I just, that's my goal. And, and when I do stay on my social media, I love my job. I love my job. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think that's a great, again, a great way to respond. You sometimes don't or, or you just keep talking about how much you love your job. I think that's something, you know, unfortunately, I guess, I guess every, not just in our industry, but in this day and time, you know, we deal with all those negative comments and, and the negativity and the DMs. Now that's what I hate. The DMs, people can even put it out there without anyone else seeing it. And, you know, I always love to get people's opinion or outlook on how they respond. And I think that yours is great. You know, I always do this. I always flick my fingers and say, oh, Peshaw, whatever. <laughs> Peshaw. That's my thing. Peshaw. Goodbye. It. I love it. I don't, I don't like to get too worked up about much on my end of things either. And so I, I, I agree. That's just, I feel like what only things that bother you are things that you let bother you. So I can tell you definitely have the same outlook on that. Yes. We were meant to be soul sisters. Yes, absolutely. I would love, I want to come assist you now. You make me seem, I want to be a hair and makeup artist all of a sudden. (laughs) Well, let's do it. Come on. No, I I think that's amazing. Um, So yeah, after you sharing all of your opportunity and experience, now I dream to be a hair and makeup artist for sure. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Let's do it together. Absolutely. So you have had all this experience and you know you've worked hard for it can you tell us one of your favorite experiences that you've had um you know maybe a celebrity that you've worked on or you know a, t- a television station whatever that may be oh man um i have had some funny stories with these rock and rollers and this to me cracked me up i did do um dave navarro and he was the nicest coolest guy and I had these super cool Chanel. Am I allowed to yeah, say that? Okay. <laughs> I had these. Okay. I had these super cool Chanel sun goggle glasses on. They were like goggles. They looked like ski goggles. And he went outside and I ran outside to grab something. And he said, Hey, can I have your sunglasses? I'll trade you mine for yours. I was like, uh, no, thanks. I really like my sunglasses. And it just cracked me up because everybody thought that was the funniest thing because I guess most gals would have been like, yes, yes, please take my sunglasses. <laughs> but I didn't even think of it that way. I didn't think like rock star Dave Navarro <laughs> was going to take Tracy, little Tracy's glasses. I was like, no, you can't have my, these are my <laughs> Chanel goggles. I paid hard money for these. Yeah. But um, he was really fun. He had a really cool story. Long story short, he actually interviewed John Walsh for America's Most Wanted. I thought John Walsh was interviewing him. So uh, that was a really cool story. Uh, they've, John Walsh in America's Most Wanted found, um, found Dave Navarro's, his mother uh, was killed, uh, murdered back in the day. And uh, she, she, they found her wow. killer. Yeah, it was a really cool story. But anyways, back to the funny part. I thought that was funny. Ozzy Osbourne was hysterical, super nice, super loving family. But from rock stars to politicians to models, it's been a, a been a blast. But that's one of my favorite ones. It just I get a chuckle oh, out of that. Absolutely, um, I love that. That is such a cool story. Tell us how your day to day looks like. I always ask this. I love asking this question to really successful people. Tell me what like sun up to sundown. What does that look like for you? Sun up, up. Got to have my coffee. Um, out the door I go. I'm a huge fan of Barry's Boot Camp. Absolutely love it. I have to work out three to four, sometimes five days a week. Um, I found myself uh, when we were on the tour bus, sometimes 16 hour days, I was in the back of the bus lunging, um, planking, all, all because for me, that starts my day. It makes me feel good. I feel great. My endorphins are going. 
and I'm set to go. I'm good. I'm good for that. It's hard. Like I, like I said, on that bus, it was tough 16 hour days. Uh, some, sometimes I would get up really early and go for a run, but that to me is like start of the day. I've got to work out. I cannot work out in the afternoon. I am the worst workout person in the afternoon. I'm tired. I don't want to look at anybody. I'm exhausted. And the last thing I can think of doing is running or planking or chasing, you know, lunges. But uh, that is my day. That is my start to the day. Then I'll, you know, call clients, book clients, go do my gigs, um, answer all my phone calls. Um you know, I think we all in this industry have to have our phones connected to us at all times with our little calendar. Um, but, uh, you know, go through my kit, make sure I'm ready. I'm always prepared. I have a kit in my car in case I'm in my car. I have got a kit ready to go. I love that. Yeah. You never know. You never know when you gotta, when you gotta go to work for sure. I, that's me and my laptop and my phone. I'm, I don't go anywhere without any of, any of these things. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly panic attack when you forget your phone. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you typically end your day? I love to cook. I'm a huge fan of cooking. I'll usually end my day with a uh, glass of wine and my hubs. And I love to just sit here and look at the beautiful views. Oh, we're on the 25th floor of this gorgeous building. And I look out at all of Washington, D.C. And um, we kind of unwind. He might tell me a little bit about his day. Um, In the past, we ran a business together. But once we were done with the business, we stopped talking about the business. The de- that was that. Um, I think that's why we worked so well together when I did own that business. But um, my day is to unwind. That's why during the day I do make my phone calls or, you know, replenish my kit, do all the things I have to do. Because when I'm done, I'm done. And, uh, we, you know, in this job that we do, uh, we also talk a lot and we get to know so many people. and We make a ton of friends. But um, my quality time at home with my husband is super, super meaningful to me. And it's extremely special. So that's how I end my day. I love that. So on this podcast, it was built around stereotypes. And, you know, in my educational platform, we we teach, of course, craft, you know, who who doesn't want to learn a little bit of craft, but we teach mainly on building wealth as hairstylists. I feel like that's such a missing piece in our industry. And when I say building wealth, we don't, we don't mean making money. I can teach anyone how to make money, but building wealth, it means something differently to me. But first I want to ask you that, have you, has that been a main focus of your career as far as building wealth and what you're doing and creating an end game or a, a, what we call, you know, a, a, an exit door as far as retirement or something like that? Is that something that you focus on in your career? Absolutely. I think we should all focus on that. I mean, we're how long, you know, we're not here forever. Um, as, as far as the wealth goes, I, I love the fact that you said that about it's not about the money because we all know how to go out there and make money. I don't care what it is. You, you, we can all do it. Um, I think building, um, building my name and um, the integrity and the work that I've created, um, that's, that's part of a, in my eyes, Maybe, uh, wealth. Uh, I have a reputation that I've worked incredibly hard on. Uh, so quote unquote, that that's part of my wealth. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's important to me to, uh, rest my head at night knowing that we're out there, we're working, we're working hard, um, building, building, you know, I want to, I'd like to be sitting on a hammock <laughs> one day. Yeah. Chilling. Or, you know, 
I'd like to go to Santorini and have some cabana boys just hanging out waiting for me. So (laughs) this let's go. Uh, but I feel like that's, that's going to be my answer to this. I, I feel like that's my wealth. My wealth is, um, education, learning, all these experiences that we have. I don't take for granted. I mean, traveling across the world, being in, you know, inauguration day parades, people don't realize that, you know, not everybody day go, not everybody on a daily basis, excuse me, gets to go on a women for Trump tour bus. When we'd stop at these places, I mean, hundreds and thousands of people just so excited to see a bus and what's going on inside that bus and, and, you know, getting on airplanes and traveling all over the place and doing what we do. It's pretty amazing. Sometimes I have to pinch myself because that again, that is a huge part of my wealth and my memory and goes in my little memory book and my daily my daily head. I always call it my daily Bible in my head. I don't take it for granted. Absolutely. I love that. You know, and kind of with the stereotype, do you have any, you know, situations that you've dealt with the stereotype? Because clearly you are not just a hairdresser. (laughs) Um, Stereotype in what way? Because, I mean, I've heard people be like, oh, she's just a makeup artist or, oh, she's just a hairstylist or, oh, she has purple hair. She's crazy. You know what I mean? And I've like, are you all nuts? I've had, I've had the best artists with purple hair, mohawk. I mean, so that yeah, kind of stereotype, of, I do. Yeah, not exactly. Like. Of the, of the, we're just hairdressers kind of thing. Like, uh, you know, this is kind of what we do. We, we got to work and it's like all fun and games and, you know, we don't build wealth. We don't have opportunities that you have, you know, how do you beat those stereotypes? I think you prove everybody wrong because I, I've, I've had that. I, I'm going to back up just saying that I remember when I told my dad, what I wanted to do. He was like, why, why would you do that? Why, 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 why? And to this day, he always feels bad because you can be absolutely brilliant. You don't have to go to Harvard to be what we're doing in this world. We're making a difference too. And you know, a lot of people don't realize how hard cosmetology school is. I mean, for me, I I could look at somebody and be like, oh, I love that color. But to formulate these things and, you know, it takes so much more. And I remember in high school, people had a a stigma like, oh, they're over in that like vocational area doing hair, hair school because they're not going to college. And that used to just send me into orbit because I knew back then that I was like, I want to do hair. I want to do makeup. I want to I want to be glamorous with these. I just I mean, I would literally play with all my magazines and tear things out and want to do that. So to me that I found that offensive. Absolutely. We're out there working. We're working hard. Absolutely. And no one has a job that's as cool as ours. I mean, they just ever, I mean, if I, if I have to sit in an office with an ugly light facing me all day long in a cubicle, I freak out. Exactly. I always say I'm never excited to see my doctor or my lawyer, but all my clients are always excited to come in and see me. Always. And you know what's the greatest thing is we've met amazing friends. We can be therapists. We know. We hear it all. And there's this one thing that I love that all my clients know about me. And this is another thing that I think got me on this tour bus and all these other very large um, gigs that I've gotten. I don't talk. I've had people go, so what's so-and-so like? 
so what's this person like? I'm like, no different nope. than we are. <laughs> you know, we all have good days and bad. I just, I don't, I don't do the kiss and tell thing. It's not, I don't do it. I will never do it. That's peace. Uh, that's, that's people's private lives. And you know, there's good days and bad days and it's yep, just how 100%. we roll. I love that. So what's next for you? <laughs> Ooh, um, well, right now, to be very honest, I'm uh, probably echoing because all of my furniture was picked up out west on the 4th of October. So what's next for me is to decorate my new place. I can't wait. Um, I, I'd love to do something like what you're doing. You're, you've inspired me big time. I'd love to do a podcast or, or some kind of a fun podcast Ooh, show of, yeah. oh, thank you. Something fun and silly, nothing serious. Um, you know, I, again, I would have gotten on your show today if I had to with on your podcast. I would have FaceTimed you. <laughs> Folks, this isn't always glamorous. I have my hair on top of my head and I'm in my jammies. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'd like to do more editorial stuff. I really love that. I've, I've ran a business. I thought it was amazing. I know how to start a business, run a business. I don't think I would ever want to do it again, but I've got that experience behind me. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, I just... I have a lot of things I'd like to do, but yeah, but right, but right now I think that, um, you know, the podcast thing is really ringing in my, uh, my brain. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is fun. I have thoroughly enjoyed this podcast and the message is, you know, especially if it's revolved around something in our industry, hairdressers are the best to work with. And that's what I've learned. I love, I love these people in our industry. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Tracy, I've just enjoyed having you on here today and you've inspired me. I mean, I'm, I want to go out and I want to work on the Trump campaign next year. <laughs> Do it. I mean, I mean, let's hope. I mean, uh, not getting, not, I won't get, pol I won't get into politics, but that no, would be absolutely. really fine. Absolutely. So I, again, I just appreciate and I'm honored that you're on here. I'm so excited for our listeners to hear about all of your experience and, and how to get there and your insight on, you know, how to, how to build wealth on, you know, behind the chair or even just in this industry. So thank you again, but I want you to tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me. Um, I'm big on Instagram. It's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y Garcia, M-U-A. Uh, that's probably my biggest uh, platform. I do Facebook, but I've really kind of transferred over to um, Instagram all the time. Um, and they can find me there and give me a follow. I'll follow back. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for having me. I mean, what an inspiration you are. And um, I hope that we can actually meet in person and, and have a good time and get to yes, know one 100%. another better. I'm ready to start meeting people in person <laughs> again. Exactly. Me I have too. hope for next year, 2021. I'm meeting people. I'm going to actually hug them, see them, all the things. The mask, the rash around <laughs> my mouth from the mask. We will get oh. through. I feel like we always do. We will get through. <laughs> sure will. We sure will. Well, thank you so much. This has been a, a pure uh, uh, pleasure awesome. for me as thank well. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for listening to the episode nine of We're Just Hairdressers podcast. I'm Tara Harville, reminding you that building wealth from behind the chair is attainable.